0: Hey there, it's Heather. You're listening to the very first episode of the new Moving Through podcast, a show I will be sharing from time to time here as part of the Moving Through community and newsletter on Substack. I'm happy and I'm grateful you are here. Thank you for listening. This first episode was recorded a week ago in front of a live audience during the fifth annual Michigan Runner Girl Winter Weekend Getaway. northern michigan more than 50 women took part in this event it was the fifth year that we have put on this event and we had women from all across michigan as well as from wisconsin indiana and even arizona this year we had for the very first time a sold out event it was pretty amazing and very exciting that that happened this weekend is always so beautiful, no matter the weather. Some years we have lots of snow. Others, like this year, the snow is somewhat minimal. But what always happens is connection. Some women know another one another. They come with a close friend or uh, several members of their running group. Or maybe they come with a family member. We have had mothers and daughters. This year, a mother-in-law and daughter-in-law came together, which I thought was pretty wonderful. And still other women come on their own and they inevitably end up making so many new friends. There are countless stories of women who met here during this weekend and they're now taking trips together or getting together for a run or some other adventure. During this weekend in the woods, we run, we hike the trails that weave throughout this gorgeous Michigan Department of Natural Resources property where we're staying. We stretch our way through yoga and Pilates sessions. We listen to special speakers, eat great food, and we laugh a lot. And we have a live podcast recording, which you're about to listen to now. This time around, my best friend Cassie Stone joined us for a conversation about making life transitions. What it's like when our bodies and motivation change over time, leaving us wondering what running or really any other method of movement that maybe has come to mean a lot to us, um, when those things evolve and they become something different for us, What does that feel like? What does that mean? We talk about parenting and friendship and trying and failing sometimes to be the women we want to be. You'll hear from Cassie and me, and you'll also hear from several of the women in the audience who bravely shared some of their own journey too with us. So thank you so much for being here and for listening to this episode. I'd love to hear from you what you're going through, how you are moving through your life and what you would like to hear more of here on these episodes and in the Moving Through newsletter. Please leave a comment and let me know. And if you aren't yet subscribed to the Moving Through newsletter, I invite you to do so. It's free. Moving Through is a community and newsletter about forward motion, Michigan travel, running, books, writing, food, and midlife. And if you're interested in being part of this reader and listener supported community and you would want to help me continue to create content like what you're about to listen to, as well as essays and articles, I hope you'll consider becoming a paid subscriber. You can learn more about this by visiting movingthrough.substack.com. I'm so happy you're here. Let's get to the conversation. Hey, everybody. We're going to get started. If you still need to grab a drink or a snack, uh, feel free, at any time actually during this entire conversation, feel free to get up and go get a snack. Um, But so good to see you all here. You all look very uh, happy and rested and like, but yet that kind of rested after you've done a really great workout, you know, that like just contentedness. Oh, two hour nap. Nice. All right. Two hour nap for the win over here. (laughs) very smart. I love it. Well, welcome everybody to the podcast, the live podcast recording here. And I have with me um, someone very special to me, very near and dear, my, my best friend Cassie Stone.
1: Hi. Hi. <laughs> Is this good? Is it like Bob Barker though? Like how far? Do I hold it here? How's this? Okay, you just let me know. Hi. 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 <laughs> Thank you for having me. Hello. Hi, guys.
0: <laughs> Cassie lives in Traverse City, and she has been with me on this journey of Michigan Runner Girl, and, and also now as I'm sort of transitioning, which I think some of you know about, which I thought I'll also talk a little bit more today. Um, so she has just been... Been here, and I could think of no better person than Cassie to come and have this conversation. And um, before I also get started, I want to give a shout out to Johnny Tornga, who is right here to my left. Yay! Johnny has also been with Michigan Runner Girl since 2015 for the podcast. Right? Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Johnny's just extraordinary He's a musician, um, marketing guru, um, event planner Like, wears many hats Currently works for uh, Tart in Traverse City um, Just an awesome human being And I'm so grateful to have him here uh, He came here last year Was it last year was maybe the first year? And um, I'm so happy that you're here Thank you, Johnny Round of applause for Yay! Johnny He helps with the ambiance, and like he was even the one to suggest we should have this, um, the whole thing, the rocking chairs yeah. in, in front of the crackling fire Bravo, last year.
2: Bravo.
0: We're like, wow, you're good. You like, he's your just really good with the sound, acoustics. I
1: mean everything. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to pick up some crackling, yeah. I think, on the... It's going to be all kinds of homey. It's going to be great. It's going be great. <laughs> you did good. Good job.
0: And Cassie's been on my podcast uh, probably too many times to count now. Um, For all sorts of things. Six times, maybe? At least. Maybe maybe more. more, And and not just because I want to have you on, because I love you so much, but um, because you also have such amazing stories to tell in your journey as an athlete, as a woman, a mom, you know, everything. And so, in fact, I think, uh, I know we're going to touch on it today, but you recently had a pretty big athletic adventure yourself, and I I know that everyone will want to hear about that. I want to hear more details about it, too. Oh, absolutely. We can (laughs) cover it all. Yes, for sure. And when I was thinking about for this podcast, I thought um, I really wanted to do something that I could share a little bit more uh, personal background on Michigan Runner Girl and I guess also on myself. This event, as you all know, is a partnership with the DNR. So um, a lot of times, you know, I'm bringing in guests to interview. And so Pam and I are always trying to think of, like, who would be some great guests. And hopefully you, I know you all loved our guests last night. And when we were talking about this particular portion of the weekend, Pam's like, well, why don't we have you talk a little bit more about Michigan Runner Girl? And I, I thought, well, no, 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 this no. Isn't, this isn't about me. I don't want to do that. But... Um, but then as we were talking more, I thought, you know, it's not just really about me, it's about all of us in all of our journeys. I, I think that we all can relate so much to the things that we all go through, even if our circumstances are different. Um, they may look wildly different, but there's that thread that kind of goes through all of us, I think, you know, when we're going through a change, a transition, um, kind of questioning who am I now and... What is this going to look like and how uncomfortable that can be? But one thing I know for sure is that when we talk about it and we get more real and open about it, it feels so good. It feels like I'm not alone in this. And that's something I've witnessed time and time again throughout the years, having people on my podcast, Um, the conversations you and I have had. It has been so gratifying and validating just to hear your story um, and so I just think that it's really important for us yeah. to, to talk openly. And I thank you for always being willing to yes. come on my show. And it's always like, Hey, are you okay coming on? And then <laughs> PS, I need you to be really real.
1: <laughs> exactly. Well, when we were just joking too. Poor Johnny. He usually has to be like, uh, gals, it's been like an hour and 45 minutes. We're, we're, are we done? <laughs> so we do, we can get off onto a little bit of a tangent, but I think that's the beautiful thing too. And um, I always kind of go back to my mom used to produce a television show and it was called Woman, Women of a Certain Age. And it was always just so enlightening. I think as we grow up, we have aunts or we have our mom's friends or we have our dad's aunts or you know grandmothers. And I think it's just so important, myself raising my kids, um, that they have an outside exposure of who the other moms are, you know, what sort of non-grip do they have, like their own mother, maybe. Um, and I think it's just important for us to be having these conversations. I, I don't think my mother did in particular. I think that she kind of hid a lot of the stuff and was just like, yeah, well, when you get there, you'll figure it out. Good luck. Um, and luckily, Heather and I have been able to, <laughs> right? Good. good luck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, And I think Heather and I have always had those real conversations about what's going on in life and the reality of it. And um, I mean, we can go from anywhere in between, you know, raising our kids to why do we have to pay to have our hair colored to (laughs) perimenopause and I feel like a lunatic and uh, i I could sell my kids for about a buck twenty five today. Is that a, is that acceptable bid? Yeah, yeah. So, and I think the beauty too is we met uh, ten years ago. I'm gonna say it might have been ten years ago. Yeah, I think th- so. we were
0: trying to figure this out yeah. the other day uh, when we met uh, for coffee just to kind of talk through things about here today. Yeah, and we were having a hard time figuring it out, but I know what is so amazing is it was in large part because of Michigan Runner Girl. Yeah. <laughs> Even though we lived in the same city, we both grew up, um, in Traverse City and, but we're, our age difference is enough that we didn't know each other in high school. Uh, we come to find out we have a lot of mutual friends, but it was really through Michigan Runner Girl. I want to say, and I said this to you, like, I think that you commented on uh, one of my early, early blog
1: posts. Yeah. And then we. You were going to do Bigfoot. Yeah, There's a snowshoe race in Traverse City. Uh. Which is so much fun, and my husband was heavily involved with it because he's a total different animal of a certain. He kind. He wins it every and time, basically. Basically,
0: <laughs> basically. and he, get, he gets the sas the sasquatch. It's the sasquatch. They give out a Sasquatch, like a life size. It's it's this tall. Or, yeah, I guess it's, it's not life size because a sasquatch would be yeah up to the ceiling, but yeah. yeah. And so, how many of them do you have in your uh, house? Eight, maybe, and they're like you guys ended up putting them like yeah. up.
1: Yeah. They're huge. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's ridiculous, and they're now down in like the furnace room. They live in the furnace room, which is kind of creepy. Why am I keeping the eight Yeti, whoever these guys are? There's a couple different colors too. I think one of them might even like gray. A couple of them are, like, a nice brunette. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think we have eight. But at any rate, so we were, you were going to do it, and we had been involved with it. And so in the world, then I can touch on this if anyone's interested, in the world of the athleticism at my home, my husband has his running shoes, for lack of a more appropriately technical way, they're bolted. His running shoes are bolted to his snowshoes. So you don't have to, like, you know, go... Clicking or you yeah, know, it's like, like a, a serious racy it's move. It's very serious, it's all very serious. Um, and it's so legal, like you can do legal. it, yeah, for sure. And it's actually really kind of a good deal. Like, you, you're you in your runny shoes, go, it's a great time. Um, uh, but you were doing it, and I was like, No, 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 you need to have this done. Jeff needs to do it for you, yes. And I was a little like, What are you talking yeah. about? I'm like cold calling this girl who, like, back in 10 years ago in Facebook land, like. If you did that, you were a little bit creepy. Like, I was like, no, no, I live in Traverse City. My husband could do this for you. And she was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I was getting more into...
0: It was sort of the height of my my racing. And I was really, like, adamant about, I want to get faster. I want to do more. I want to try out this snowshoe racing thing. What is this all about? Can I actually run on snowshoes? This sounds kind of crazy, but I think I want to try. And... Yeah, somehow, you know, I think it was at that race yeah. when I first saw this, and I thought, this is pretty wild, but tell me more. And sure enough, they hooked me up. So the following year, I had snowshoes, where I just took my Brooks Launch shoes, gave them over to Jeb. Yeah. Jeb's like, I got it from here. Uh, and then he works with Enagled this, it. you know, friend of his who's like some snowshoe racing champion
1: of North America. So they were, what it, had what it inevitably happened is these are two... I, we weren't middle aged. We were like quarter
3: life. That's where we <laughs> were at.
1: And um, my husband is an avid runner, but he thought, you know, like I'm an old dude. It, old meaning he was thirty five, right? Right at the time. <laughs> like, but yeah. he could excel if he, you know, he was fast. And so then he and his best friend, they were all of a sudden they were sponsored by Feathers, Feathers? Featherstone. Featherstone. Or- is that a thing? That's a thing, right? That's a snowshoe? T- yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they're like, the old farts are like, you know, they thought they were hot stuff. So, I mean, we even went to nationals one year up in Cable, Wisconsin. Is anyone familiar with Cable, Wisconsin? It's about the size of a postage stamp, literally. Uh, but I didn't even it, know this. You guys went we up there did. for a championship? Yeah, the the USA championships. Wow. Like it was phenomenal and harder than hell. And they were both very humbled and it was lovely to see because, yeah, they, because they're never humbled. They're if- just two dudes working in construction in Traverse city, Michigan. Right. But they totally killed the but races they, locally. They killed, or they- you know, they're hot <laughs> stuff in Traverse city at any rate. So I, we got Heather into the know with that. And yes. so she was off and running literally. Yeah. And you did the 10 K multiple times. I, I mean, did you have done yeah. it multiple times. Yeah. Which if you haven't done it, Um, obviously snow is a big predictor, but it's usually about like, uh, Valentine's day weekend ish. Yeah. And it's kind of fun. It It is. is. It's in Timber Ridge. Timber Ridge, which there's lodging and it's, um, it's very well put together. It's a, it's a good time, but it's a, it's a qualifier for these national races. So it's a lot of fun to watch the competition aspect of the dudes who are serious with the bolted shoes on. Yes. Yeah.
0: So our friendship started with bolted snowshoes. Bolted (laughs) snowshoes. And then from there, it just, I don't know, you know, it's like any wonderful, beautiful friendship, you know, we all have that you sometimes go, I don't even know how it went from, you know, I kind of know her to like, now I don't know how I can live without her. (laughs) And I turn to her for all the things that I need to run by somebody, you
1: know, and just get that like gut check. or um, Or you have that one friend who has the older kids that does all the things before your kids are going to go do it. And they're a complete directory, and you're like, I need to reference Heather before I move further with any of this. Can everyone please hold? <laughs> like, li- literally. There was like,
0: maybe... Because our kids, I you know, we do have... Uh, my youngest is those, the, same yeah, yeah. the same age as your yeah, yeah. middle. Yeah, yeah. So there's yeah. a little bit of... But I love the overlap, because yeah. then we ended up... Our kids all run cross-country, so we yes. would see each other at cross-country yes. races. And even though she's on the, the uh, rival... High school on the other side of town, but uh, she did go to... Um, I, went,
1: I went to Central. There was only one high school. I will yes. forever be a Trojan. Yes. 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 So you. we have that, yes. <laughs> so we have that, yes. But yes, it was always very fun because I was on the opposite side of the, the team, and you were the opposer. Yes. The but opposer. Yes, it's all, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah, but I think we went on after that. So when was your... What was your first marathon. What year was that? 08? Oh, uh no,
0: 2011. 11 was my first marathon, the okay. Bayshore Marathon um in Traverse City, which I think many of you yes. have have done. If if you haven't done one of the Bayshore events, definitely oh, worth checking out. Um, yeah, and so I think just over the years I yeah. you know what I think about too with our friendship is your first marathon was a Sleeping Bear
1: Marathon um Does anybody know about that one? It's gorgeous. Um, Here's what I'm going to tell you. (laughs) So the beauty of this right here, I will reference quarter-life crisis a couple times because I legitimately had one after I had my children. I I have three kids. They are now 15, 17, and 19. Uh, And I didn't start running at all. Zero, zip, zilch, like no. Like maybe Red Rover in like third grade. But I was not a runner. And so I decided... uh, My my husband ran in high school. Um, He's always just very athletically driven. Basically one of those people, and everybody has one of these people, they start something and they do it like twice and they're really good at it. That's my husband. It's really terribly annoying. But I do love him. (laughs) Um, So I... Ran the Cherry Festival 5K, was my very first 5K, because my brother-in-law at the time had just quit smoking, and he was, you know, 10 to 12 months um, on his journey of quitting smoking, and he asked me, he was previously in the military, um, so obviously he had had run, and he was like, all I want to do is run a 5K again after quitting smoking, and I was like, I'm your girl, I got you. Clueless. Like, I might have had shoes at this point from seventh grade that might have fit me that I was going to be like, yeah, I'll run a 5K, absolutely. So we did this. This was in 99, summer of 99. Like, I was like, I'm going to just throw these shoes away, and I'm never doing this ever again. Never, ever. But I ended up later on in life, uh, before I had my youngest son, um, I found running, and I think... And, again, it was so important for me to talk about this. And I think that's probably why we connected is it was such a mental health before we, like, really dove into, like, mental health, right? This would have been in 03, 05, 07. That's when my catch born. Yeah. <laughs> so it would have been 08. So, like, before we started talking about this stuff or sharing on social media, right, and I realized it was something I could do. Uh, I was a stay-at-home mom at the time, and and that's a tough gig. I mean, being a mom is tough period, but for me, it was, it was tough. Um, and it was something I could do that I could leave my front door and I could come back to my front door and it didn't like matter. Like nothing else mattered. I didn't have to make a grocery list and I didn't have to remember who has a party this week and I need to make, you know, brownies for 27, but you, nonetheless. Um, So I I started off really slow, like really gentle and slow. Um, And again, I live with a person who's so athletically driven. So it was such a step away from connecting with what his story was to running. It was just mine. And at the time, as you know, if you have kids or you're a caretaker, you throw yourself completely into whomever you're taking care of. And that's what I did. I dove in head first. I wanted to be a mom. I knew my time with them was going to be so precious. But by God, if I wasn't going to leave that freaking house when my husband rolled up every night and I was out. And it just blossomed into this really awesome relationship with feeling good about myself. I did run through a whole pregnancy back when, I'm sure people thought I was, bananas. I ran another, um, there's a breast cancer. Oh, Erin can help me. You ran it. I think we ran it the same year. The one at Timber the Ridge. One at Timber Ridge. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was in October. I was six weeks away from delivering my youngest. I mean, massive. I remember stopping at the power line because I was having like Braxton Hicks. And I remember the, like the zap of the power line. I remember breathing and I remember being like, it is not time. It's not time. We're doing this for our good. You are welcome. Okay? You just stay right there. Serious. Uh, So, and as we all know, I mean, movement helps everything. It makes everything brighter. And I had a beautiful delivery. And a postpartum was lovely as well. We actually went on to, um, Brody and I, we ran two 10Ks, seven 5Ks. I placed and PR'd in Frankfurt, when I was probably five months pregnant with Brody, so he's my (laughs) highest accomplishment, thank you, B. (laughs) But I think what it was is Heather started a community of people where nobody said, oh my gosh, you are huge and pregnant, but you're running? What? You didn't run through any of your pregnancies, did you? No, because I came
0: to running later. Later. Really, it was after Alex was born. Um, So... Yeah, I, I'm like sitting here listening, and I'm a little jealous actually. Like, I don't have that experience of having run um, while
1: pregnant. I just, I think that's amazing. Yeah, it was, it was, it was delightful in every way. And um, I, you know, man, too. I'm, i well, I'm five foot one. I have a 19 year old son. He'll be 20 this year. The day before I delivered the child, I was 199 pounds. I'm five foot one, guys. Like that's that's a lot to handle, but with Brody, I think I only gained you know twelve pounds because we are thorough yeah. put. It, it worked. Well,
0: actually, I can relate to that though because I did discover exercise and um, Pilates actually. Yes. Um, going to the gym before I got pregnant with my third. Yeah. And not that I. I'd like to say it's not like I wasn't active before that, but I mean, really, it wasn't. It wasn't a whole lot of activeness. It was just sort of typical, I guess. I, I had tried to start running at one point when we lived in Minnesota. This was right before um, our daughter, who is now 22, before she was born, and I just I didn't. It didn't stick. And it's like I wanted to be a runner. I liked the idea of being a runner. I would see people run, and I'm like. They look cool or, like, that's great. <laughs> but I don't think I was really ready to, like, put in the work either. And yeah. I didn't have a network at yeah, that there time. Yeah, not
1: a big enough network.
0: Because that, I think, is, it can be such a game changer. And that's what happened for me was I started going to a gym. I got connected with a group of women yeah. who clearly, like, this is what they did. This was their lifestyle. Yeah. And I just wanted more of that. And I didn't know what it was going to look like and they invited me for a run and I remember I was like, uh, I was so intimidated, so scared. I thought there's no way I can keep up with these women. They're probably so fast. And In fact, they are and they were. Um, but I, one of them kindly said to me, she said, why don't you just try to start running on your own, like in your neighborhood? (laughs) She did say it very nice that, that kind of came out sounding wrong. Um, But she was like, I understand that you're nervous. I understand you're intimidated. And and she even offered, she's like, I'll come with you because she lived not too far from me. She's like, but I understand because, and I appreciated her honesty. She's like this group of women um, who, interestingly, I didn't end up running with for long term because they were a little too hardcore for me. Um, but she said, let's just like, I'll run with you, but just like do the whole thing of like the run walk, you know, to see how you feel, get used to it. And I, that was really some of the best advice that I could have gotten looking back because that's what I needed to do to feel the confidence that I could show up. Now here's, this is just coming to my mind and I'm kind of proud of this. I did start running with them and because they had been running kind of their whole lives, like in high school and everything, and I was coming to it later, hmm. I think I had really fresh legs and like soon enough, like I started like feeling really good as you do when you have that consistency. And I remember one time at the end of the run, I actually felt good. I wasn't like dying, you know? And one of them said, damn Heather, you're really getting fast. And I was like, you know, it felt good. Like it wasn't, I didn't go into it going, oh, I really want to be fast. I want to beat these women. It wasn't like that. It just was, I want to get out there. I want to do something. And I was feeling so good about myself physically. I was like leaning, getting more lean, you know, like I I just felt great. And so to hear that from her was like,
1: oh, well, and look wow, at me. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think too, I, I mean, being an adult, we just, Aaron just said this, being an adult is a joke. Like, it's a joke some days, right? And we all have these, I, we talk about this at our sweet little emergent adult children, and you want to really be very honest and be like, listen, it's going to suck. <laughs> and you're going to come to me and you're going to be like, why didn't you tell me this sucked? Right? And we're, so why shouldn't we, let's just be honest, like straight out the gate, right? And I think I felt that, um, and I think I had a really rough time because I really suffered with, I was a stay at home mom and I wanted more. I wanted more of myself, but I also wanted to be a stay at home mom, which is a quandary, right? Like let's write a, let's write a book about that. Okay. And you can be either, or you can can be be both and right. And I, you know, I was like, okay, well, what do I get to do? I have to balance the checkbook. I have to go to the grocery store. I take care of everyone and who takes care of me. Right. And I know that sounds a little cliche. That's a little like after school special. That, that really just dated me, didn't it? Wow. That came right out really fresh. I think probably most everyone really fresh knew, that knew that reference. I mean, everybody <laughs> knows what that, okay. We all know what that means. Good. But I really felt like um, I, I wanted I wanted more for myself, so that's what it did for me. And the hilarious part about this is, is so, you know, we all have our little journey. I was heavily into running. I ran through a pregnancy. I felt like a rock star. I felt good about myself. Wee! I was in my early 30s, and then I had a very serious injury, and I had to stop running. As a matter of fact, I wasn't even allowed to be, like, weight-bearing. I had a stress fracture in my pelvis. But because I had run through my pregnancy and the wonderful world of hormones... That is being a woman and probably a little bit of like vitamin D deficiency because why shouldn't we just throw that in too? I had this stress fracture and it was terrible. And I was supposed to run Bayshore. That was going to be my first half marathon. And now I don't know about any of you, but I was that person obviously who was like, well, I'm never running to running a 5K to running through a pregnancy to signing up for a half marathon. Like, no, 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 no. So I did it. And then I had this awful injury, and I was off my feet for almost 18 months. And so, this beautiful little jewel that I had that I got to do just for myself had vanished, right? And working through that, working through anything, right? Hiccups, transitions, oof, pivots. Yeah.
3: And I think
0: anytime that you're running, like, and I think we can talk about even more, like, of the, that was just one of those yeah. like, times. And you're like, oh, okay, now yeah. I have to like, shift gears.
1: Like, this isn't what I'm able to do anymore. Right. What does this mean? Right. Um, and at the time, speaking of kind of your group, if you're part of a running group, like you have your people. And then all of a sudden, they're not your people. And of course, you're so excited, but of course, race day came. And of course, I was going to go and be like, I
3: love you guys are doing amazing.
1: I'm so proud of you. And getting into the car and sobbing your face off because you feel horrible, right? It was such a huge moment for me. And that was probably one of the first times as an adult, I mean, maybe with other little baby disappointments sprinkled in there but I remember feeling like this huge like let down and then I almost like felt like it was like a let down to myself that something I had created didn't work and it felt awful Mm -hmm. and so just like with anything I think you can we've talked about this before you reinvent you find something else Right. Yeah. I mean, how many- do you feel like that's when you got more into cycling? It was. Yeah. It was because I was so beside myself. So if you're familiar with, um, Iceman, Iceman is the largest point to point mountain bike race in the United States, truth be told. And it's actually, um, it's the, la- uh, it's the last, uh, scheduled, race of the pros. Am I right? This is right, right? Yeah. It's the, like, last, it's the last on there, Johnny. Yeah, I know. I know you're a little bit familiar, but yeah, we can fact, we'll fact, we'll fact check this. So at any rate, it's a ton of fun. So in the midst of me healing from this ridiculous, now at the time, guys, I had a two-year-old, a four-year-old and a six-year-old. I mean, we've lived through, it doesn't matter how many kids you have, kids are hard, period. I literally had to, like, crawl from, like, place to place because I couldn't be weight-bearing unless I had my crutch, which crutches are bad and they hurt, right? So I was like, all right, this was 2009. This was April of 2009, and I said, I'm going to ride Iceman next year in 2010. It's going to be tough. I went through PT, blah, blah, blah. How many miles is it again from Kalkaska to It varies, yep. So it starts in Kalkaska, which is around Traverse City, if you're not familiar, and you're through the woods, through through single track. It's between 28 and 32. That sounds about right. Hey, uh, and that's I'm from the UP. I'm sorry, that will come out just a little bit every once in a while. I love it when it does. She, that yeah. was great. She, you'll usually call me out, but it is. Um, it then it became okay. This is my next goal. In life, in anything, right? We go through relationships. We go through friendships. We are raising children. We have parents who are aging and parents who are dying and all of the things that surround us, right? And I needed to find my joy again. And through movement, like, I was just extremely lucky through the season of life. And I found it. And I like to think it was equal parts... Hmm, I wonder how tough I could really be to, that sounds absolutely ridiculous to try, to, I think if I think I might be able to do it, I can probably do it. So I did it. I didn't have a bike when I signed up for this race. (laughs) Key element right there. Key element, 2010, March 1st, every year, Iceman sign-up day. Now, back those, this has been going on since 1990, literally started with like five dudes who were like, we're going to start here and we're going to end here. Who's in? Right? So it's grown into this big, Mm -hmm. massive thing. And I was lucky enough to work with uh, some really great guys through the recession of 09 um, who all rode. And so when I was able to weight bear, you can be weight bearing again, I borrowed a bike. And I told the guys, I'm going to ride Iceman in 2010. And they looked at me and went, you're going to need a bike. <laughs> so I got a bike. You learn how to ride a bike when you're a kid, right? It's just like riding a bike. Uh, and I was very lucky uh, to find it because it, it brought me joy again in movement. And it brought back that feeling I had with running. Um, and I think what's really important, and we've talked about this too before, through everything good just breeds good, right? If you have something good, it just breeds good. So I went on to ride Iceman again in 2011, and then I was like, well, shit, I should go back to college now. I'm a complete success. I should go ahead and try that, right? I have a 5, 7, and 9-year-old. No big deal. I can do it. I did Iceman twice. I signed up for a half marathon once. Well, this is what, you know, <laughs> accomplishing these big things can do, which is a wonderful thing. Like, it gives us that confidence. It is. Of we can do it. It is. And so I did. I went back to college like a crazy person. Who signs up for that? Like, no. But I, it brought me these complete realizations every time I did something nice to myself and for myself. I did something bigger and better and nicer to myself. So I went back to college. For a hot minute.
0: (laughs) Well, because, you know, sometimes life happens when we're busy making plans, and you had a plan, and, you know, then some other things
1: happened. But tell me that you have had the same relationship with your movement, history, and love. You went from training like a madwoman and being a badass, and the girls recognizing it in that little group, to just strictly, at the end of the day, I just need to get out of this house. And to breathe in some fresh air to I'm going to run the Boston Marathon. I mean, right? Hasn't that kind of been your journey? Yeah, that? I mean, it definitely
0: from from after uh, that experience with that group, I, I did. I had this sense of like, okay, I can do this. I, I love doing this. I want to see what more I have in me. And it did lead to... Yeah, I kind of think of it now that I'm kind of where I'm at now. I can look back and feel like it's a very definite chapter in my running journey. And I'm guessing that many, if not all, of you can kind of relate to that. Like you kind of have these like seasons of time throughout your your running or exercise journey. Um and that was when I really wanted to I had it in my mind I'm going to qualify for Boston. And um I hadn't run a marathon yet, but I wanted to qualify for Boston, and I wanted to run that race, and um, I did hire a coach, and I think that was one of the best things that I could have done. Because there was so much I needed to learn. Um, I mean, when I first started running with that group, I was running in cotton sweatshirts and, you know, had no idea what to wear. And that was another benefit of that group was they were like, uh, you know, just not that they totally pulled me aside. It was more like me watching. I'm like, oh, I see what they're wearing. It's very different from what I'm wearing. I think I need to up my game here. Um, yeah, and then once I was working with a coach, and, and what was great is I worked with a coach who didn't laugh in my face when I said, I want to qualify for Boston at my first uh, marathon. And in um, working with her, I I did. I've always been, I've run Boston twice, and I'm, I've always been a squeaker. I've like squeaked in. Um, and one of the times I will always remember that Jeb was there This was at the Bayshore where I was trying to qualify again for Boston after not doing so successfully the year before. And he was in that final stretch. And as you can imagine from how she's described her husband, he's just very, uh, uh, can I call him intense?
1: Oh, (laughs) with a capital I. Yes. Yes, yes.
0: But that's what I needed at that time. That's what she needed. You know, you don't really want to. You're kind of like in that final stretch. Yeah. But he knew that I had a time goal. And he uh, came right up alongside of me. and was like, you've got to go. And you've got to go
1: right now. You've got to go no. right now. He was obses- obsessed, you guys. I'm at the end. Because I think that was the first year my son might have ran the 10K. Yeah, I think, I it,
0: think was. it was. So mm-hmm. I was
1: at the end being a mom supporter, right? But of course, we're there to watch Heather. I can hear him doing the math in his brain about you know okay heather in numbers and heather and pacing and heather and i think i'm gonna go to da-da-da. like this this is the type of guy who like he'll run the 10 miles out to catch you to then pass you to get to the next <laughs> this just like in god love him he's the greatest support because that day he was like heather I, th- I think he has a video. He might have a video he, he f- on his phone because he was like, you got to go. That's what I always will remember. You got to go right now. <laughs> I mean, he, that's what he's like. And you're just like, okay. It, it was. It okay. was totally what I did. I was I'm like, going. All oh, right. I will. I will for you. I
0: will for everybody in this entire world. I'm going right now. I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> and it was the best thing. And I also do remember, I'm pretty certain that that was also the race that Pam. Oh. Pam, Pam. Pam. Pam helped run me into, and she did something that Pam said to me. I will always remember what you said. You said, no regrets, Heather. And, um, yeah, I'm going to get a little teary because, um, yeah, it was, I still use that like in other areas of my life, you know, where you're just kind of trying to push through and it's uncomfortable and you really don't want to do it. You don't (laughs) want to,
1: I don't want to, but you also, and you're not going to the Olympics. (laughs) like, that's, isn't that the beauty about like running right now or being active right now? I'm not going to the Olympics. (laughs) Next week, next year, in four years, I'm not going to the Olympics. We don't
0: have this level of pressure on us. No, but I think that's... Although it feels like it sometimes, you put this like like, pressure on yourself.
1: For sure. But But I think that's the beauty of everything that you've been able to create in this life of conversation of Michigan runner girl is you are allowed to set a goal. Like you're allowed to set a goal, even though you feel quarter life crisis or middle age, or you find running when you're 75. I mean, whatever it is, you're still allowed to set the goal, right?
0: Yeah. And then when you, when you actually push through and you reach that and that feeling um, that is so unique to each of us, and we all have our reasons of why we're doing what we're doing, whether it's a race or you know, having a tough conversation with a friend or making a big decision about work or life or whatever. I mean, I draw upon it so often in my life. I draw upon my running experience, and I think that may be one of the biggest gifts, that having this lifestyle of wanting to be the best version of myself and see what I've got in me. It's truly the best gift, I think. Yeah. And then we model it for the people in our lives. Yeah. Not that we get it perfect. I mean, God knows I don't, but I, it is pretty gratifying, though, to hear every now and again, you might hear one of your kids say something that you said. Yeah. You're like, oh, my God, they actually listened to that. They they heard me say that. They heard me. <laughs> <laughs> I know something. Shocker. They don't think I know. Yeah. <laughs> but just wait, and this is my advice to you because we've been talking about yes. your 17-year-old daughter yes. who we love so much, but yes. she she's 17 and she thinks she knows a lot, but I have a 20, almost a 23-year-old and and Pam and I who Pam also has a almost 23-year-old daughter oh, yeah. and we've They're been saying just wait because it it comes around and they yeah. become these, you know, beautiful young women. They've always been beautiful young women, but yeah. they just become these people in your life who are
1: a friend. Well, and I think too, it was really important that we've always had this conversation about being real. And like, I I'm very lucky. Like Heather is my resource of ninety seven percent of my life. Truly, I reference what would Heather think? Maybe oh. I should call her. <laughs> but to be able to have these real conversations, like I said, about like being married is hard, having kids is hard, working is hard, being home is hard. Life can be really hard. And uh, I think it's so important for, I, I try to make it as important as I can be, and we've talked about this, being very real with our kids. Yeah. Um, and I think I kind of have this little thing, and I always joke also that at some point in time they'll probably have to go through therapy anyway, so to, what does it matter, right? <laughs> but I try to make a real conscious effort to literally like look at them and say, I need you to listen because I need to know, you know I said this out loud. I say that a lot, a couple times a day, okay? And I think it's so important that we have those conversations so that later on they can realize, oh, like, they were just doing their best. Mm -hmm. So weird, and I didn't think they knew what they were talking about. But they did. But they They did. did.
0: And I think something that Cassie and I have in common, and you kind of referenced it earlier about your mom and how kind of different... Approaches to mothering, and my yeah. I have a similar yes. um, experience with my own mother, and who I'm not very close with, and it's definitely really hard. But um, I also feel like it's taught me how I want to be a mom, yeah. and so I'm doing things a lot differently. And I also try to have a lot of compassion for my own mother and try to think about she had a whole different experience. Yeah, um, but I also. Yeah. So there's a lot of talking because I didn't have a lot of talking and yes. like let's talk there's about a this. lot of over talking so, yeah. at my house. Maybe there's over talking, but it's I would rather err on that side I think of just let's be real, let's get to the heart of things and and wherever you're at is where you're at. And sometimes it's gonna be uncomfortable. Yeah. And it doesn't stop when you are in your late teens or early twenties. Like you I'm still figuring things out. Hopefully we're probably always gonna be figuring things out. I mean, I say that, and I don't really want that to be true, but I think I do, because um, really, it's through those uncomfortable things in life. It seems like that's where we figure out who we want to be, and they keep on coming. Yeah, they don't just stop when you get to a certain age, and I think that's what I'm I'm realizing right now. I think I kind of thought I had some things figured out, like oh, I have figured out this running thing like this is a big part of my life yeah. I think I've figured out having um this community I know exactly where I'm going with it and then I don't know we've talked about it's not just COVID I think COVID put a lot of things into perspective for so many of us yeah. um of course but I I think it was also like Brewing underneath the surface for me too.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think you're completely right. I think we had to almost kind of relearn how to connect with people. Don't you think so? Mm -hmm. Because I mean, in the beginning, like, what the heck? What are we doing? Like, what are we doing now? What do we? What are we doing? Um, And I think too, with the whole parenting aspect, um, I mean, everybody was home. Like, we didn't have anywhere else we were supposed to go, and so. I, you know, being our truest self, and again, like the whole pivot aspect of life, and yeah, the word that we all kept hearing over and, know, over and over and over again. I know, it's so overused, but it's so appropriate, but all I can really remember is Ross from Friends, <laughs> with, the, with the couch, <laughs> and the I, couch, I love that, pivot. yeah, pivot, pivot. yeah, <laughs> well, and I think, too, Heather, thank goodness, uh, we were able to kind of invent this also and I've had some of the most loveliest conversations with people is talking about having scary conversations I was able to have one of my most vulnerable conversations with you which opened a whole world of communication with a lot of people who basically said thank you so much for having that really uncomfortable scary tear-filled emotional conversation. (laughs) Look, I'm going to cry
0: already. So are you just so everyone knows that you are speaking of sharing more
1: openly about having MS? Yes. Yes, absolutely. So, and I think what was really important um, is when I did share that with Heather, uh, I was diagnosed uh, with MS when I was 22 years old. uh, After a very un
0: Com- it was a, car it was a car accident that led yes. to the diagnosis, yes. Yes, right? Yes.
1: So Christmas Eve of 99, my husband and I got into a car accident, uh, which was horrible. And if you can imagine, we were in a Dodge Ram, and I broke out the window with my head. I had a closed head injury. I missed the ball drop of 2000. <laughs> the Y2K? Damn it. Yes. I still, to this day, every New Year's Eve, I missed the Y2K ball drop. I was sleeping. <laughs> I, mean, I know. Come that's on, that's a blast from the past. We right? thought the world was going to end then, didn't we? <laughs> right. Every year, I'm still bitter. I'm still bitter. Okay, you'll think of me now every New Year's Eve. <laughs> <laughs> so that following spring, unfortunately, is symptoms started um, as they are prolonged. Usually, uh, I was 22 years old. Um, long story short, I was diagnosed uh, that August. Uh, and was told I would be in a wheelchair within six months. Yeah, after having uh, MRIs and spinal taps um, and taking all the pictures, uh, all the pretty insides we have, um, that's what it looked like. So that was my plan at 22. Uh, I was told that I probably shouldn't have children. Uh, my body wouldn't be able to handle it. Um, and then I said, no, thanks. Thanks.
0: Not, signing up, not signing up for that. I'm not signing up for that. It's a hard no.
1: It's a hard no for me. Um, and I was very fortunate because um, with each passing year, I knew the goals I needed to set for myself and then my family after I did have kids would involve not taking time for granted. So fortunately, through my journey of setting every new goal, uh, I am in the here and the now for every goal. I decided in 2013 that I wanted to run a marathon, going back to Sleeping Bear, who said they wanted to run. A- oh, please do. That would make me so happy. Uh, it's hilly. It's hilly. But you got it. You got the. You got it. Yeah. Listen, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And that spring, I had wanted to run a sub two hour half marathon. I was biting off a lot more than I could chew that year, evidently. Uh, I wanted to run a sub-two-hour half marathon because if I was going to do that, I knew I could probably handle a marathon. And again, in my mind of appreciating the here and now, I thought, well, if I think I might be able to do it, I can probably do it. So I ran a (laughs) 159.58
0: at
1: Bayshore. And that following month, I signed up for the first annual. It was the first annual, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was, actually. Yeah. yeah. I signed up for it, and I didn't look at the course. <laughs> <laughs> <Something Mm-mm. too. laughs> My husband had run two previous marathons, which he does all his homework. As we now, everyone knows now who the type of man this is, right? There's probably
0: like half of you who are like, oh, yeah, that's what we always do. We have to like (laughs) totally map it out, know all the different turns and the mile markers. And then the rest of us are like, ignorance is bliss.
1: Yeah. Ignorance is total bliss. I was like, I want to get up in my own bed that morning and I want to sleep in my own bed that night. I want somebody to carry me to my own car when I'm done. I wanted, one of my main goals was I want to sign up. I want to get through. I want a beer and a cheeseburger at Arts Tavern in Glen Arbor when I am done. I might soak my legs if I feel like it in the big Lake, maybe. But I signed up for this marathon, and I, I did every flipping moment of work it took you to did. get there. You did. You really did. And I was very lucky because we have such lovely people that surrounded us as... Um, and Heather was there that day. Yeah, uh,
0: Cassie has a wide, wide circle. Like, people in Traverse City, like, if you've mentioned Cassie, oh, I know Cassie. Like, people just know Cassie. They love Cassie. She had a car. Like, she had an entourage following her around the
1: course. And so my mother, going back to women of a certain age, she wrote this beautiful, produced this beautiful show, and she's writing about women who are, like... Starting land conservancies and musical therapy for veterans and all showcasing these amazing women, right? And you just go, I just want to run a marathon. But there's re- no just about that, though, then, though, by the real, way. But then realizing afterwards, like, this is my story about what I want to do and what some I could inevitably show someone else what they could do, right? There's no business in me running a flipping marathon. I can barely use half of my body. At the time, I did have a little bit of a better time at that time, but yeah. Uh, but you finished. But I, mean, I finished. You crossed
0: that finish line, and you were so
1: strong, guys. There was maybe six people there, and four of the people were there for me. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very small time, and that t- it, <laughs> it was a small race. At in that it, time. And it and it rained, so I am here to tell you, if you don't think you can get through something, I ran a marathon. In the pouring rain. Yes. Maybe 75% of it. Yes. Sheets and sheets of rain. Yeah. Because we were following around and.
0: And it was the best damn day of my life. Yes. And we have the photos to prove yes, it. We yes, we do. We have yes. beautiful.
1: Yes. We should yes. put that out. at any rate. Yeah. I dig.
0: Well, and then I do want to. Where, where
1: was I going with well, that? Well, what I, I
0: want to mention, I, I think this is a good segue into a more recent accomplishment and just like that yeah. idea of continuing to evolve over time and seeing what else you've got. And you revisited the Iceman this last fall. I did. How many years had it been since you had done the Iceman? My
1: last Iceman was 2011. So. Yeah, 2011. So
0: inspiring to me because as I'm in this phase of wondering, what is my relationship to running? uh, I know I love it. I know I love how it makes me feel. My heart and my mind want to do more than what my body seems to want to do. And sometimes even my mind plays tricks with me and says, yeah, you don't need to do this or you're, you're never going to be as fast or you know, fill in the blank as you used to be. Yeah. Um, all of those mental gymnastics going on in my head. Um, so when you told me you were going to sign up for the Iceman, and I know that you have struggled... In recent yeah. time, yes. physically, and yeah. I I was so in awe and so inspired, and I mean, that's a whole other podcast, like surrounding yourself with women who are doing the things that you are just like, you You know, I guess that meme went around, right? The Jamie Lee Curtis thing, oh, you know, with you um, at the Golden Globes. You need and to look into it. It's her friend, the actress, Michelle, uh, I'm not going to, what was her last name, but she won, and... The camera captured Jamie Lee Curtis just like, it was almost like she had won. You know, she was like busting out of her seat, so excited. And that is the kind of friendships that I know for sure that's what I want in my life. And when I see that and I've seen that here this weekend so far, it just, it fills me up. It is so beautiful to see, and we need more of that. We need more of that kind of "you go," not just like the "you go, girl," but like really, like I'm here for you. Yeah. I'm going to come up alongside of you yeah. if you are down and out. You just what, whatever you're feeling, I'm meeting you where you're at, and I'm coming alongside of you and supporting you. And yeah,
1: well, especially watching our own kids go through their friendships, too. You know. When things change, when they get out of high school, or when things change because so and so broke up with so and uh, so, and so and so's parents got divorced, so they moved. And um, I think it's just so important for us to to show our kids like how to show up for one another. And I yeah. and I'm always so grateful for that continued support of your community of of people who we get to come to stuff like this. Yes. And celebrate it, for sure. Yeah, so ice, Iceman is a ball. I'm going to get you to do it one of these years. I know.
0: It usually falls on the... uh, We got two more years. State cross-country finals. One more. One more year. year. Yeah, I've had kids in cross-country and usually gone. So I couldn't even be there to cheer her on, which was heartbreaking. But... um, She she rocked it. It was good. She crossed that finish line. She
1: finished. And And again, talking about, um, you know, we've all gone through the mental gymnastics of I'm not fast enough. I'm not. And let me tell you guys, my age group, I'm 44. I'll be 45 soon. Uh, The chicks in my age group are fit.
0: We do have some. (laughs) Yeah. Which is.
1: Guys, they're fit chicks. 44 is a rough age group to be in. Yeah. So, you know, my goal obviously is to finish, uh, uh, to not fall. I fell about 55 times, uh, with you know, it's part of the deal, right? It's part of the deal. Um, but I think what it was is I realized like, I think there were 300 women total and it was a, 42% Forty-two percent increase from like two thousand nineteen. Somebody did the wow. math for me. So that's kind of the cool part about it though. Hey, yeah. like yeah, I I, think so too. I was digging after I was done and seeing everything that I was amongst the forty-four year old chicks. I mean, come on, <laughs> I get to hang that day. Now there's five thousand people. I didn't get to hang with anybody, but that's I digress. It's a ton of fun. Uh, I had to reinvent. I, I unfortunately don't get to run anymore. Um, but when I did, I had a hell of a time and it was, it was a good gig.
0: And you carry it forward with you and you are continuing to just find the new and different things to conquer. Yeah. And you are, you're crushing. Every day. Yeah. For sure. Well, I know we need to kind of wrap things up. Yeah. I thought, because um, we have another exciting um, portion here of the weekend about to start, but I wanted to open it up to any questions anyone may have. I know so many of you have been longtime supporters of Michigan Runner Girl. Um, if you have any questions about Michigan Runner Girl, but maybe even more importantly, I would love to hear if anyone's willing to share about you know your own transitions. I feel like I've... I'm not going to call out anybody, but I feel like I've had some really beautiful conversations so far, even just kind of one-on-one with a few of you, just kind of in passing and just in the connection that is happening, and I'm sure you're having conversations, and I thank you for sharing with me um, because it's really nice to hear what other people are going through, and I I just got this sense like we're we're all kind of, you know, we're on our own journeys, but we're also, we have a lot in common, and I... I just wanted to open it up if anyone okay. feels like they might want to say something. Yeah. And we have a, a microphone. Oh, if yes.
1: Might be a deal <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Now you can go back and listen to this. Should I go
0: up there?
3: If you, have, if you yes, feel
1: more comfortable coming up yeah. here, you can. Or if you're comfortable there, stay. You do what you want to do.
3: Oh, goodness. This might be a bad combo right here. (laughs) Testing one too, right? (laughs) Um, You talked about running uh, pregnant. Yeah. And I did with my one son. Yeah. Um, He's no longer with us. I was told at 12 12 weeks he would not make it out of my womb. Um, Come to find out after a couple other ones, um, I have a genetic disorder that my babies were anticepulic. Um, I'm not sure if anybody knows what that is, but uh, yeah, I hit records around the world and not a good way, I suppose, but I ran and that was our connection. I signed up for every race that summer and I saved everything and I have it in a scrapbook. Yeah. And that's how I connected with him that, I mean, I was always a runner, but that really just... I don't know, it just, it really made me that much more connected. And so, and even anybody says, I can't run, I can't, oh, oh, you can. There's a will, there's a way. You just have to have it. Yeah. But I just wanted to share that, because it, I don't know, it just Thank made you. me think of that. Not yeah. not even a sob story or anything no. like that. Like, But uh, a, g- a gift you both gave to yourself. Yes. Yeah, yes. You gave it to him and you and, gave it to yourself. And it helped me. It yeah. helped me. I had people that were like, how do you do it every day? And I... I run. I ran. Yeah. <laughs> I, and that's what I did. I ran 10Ks. I ran 5Ks. I had a big old belly out yeah. in me. Yeah. And I actually had a good birth. Everything was great. So, but anyway, that that's awesome. Awesome.
1: Yeah. Thank you for telling us. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Thank you for sharing that, Jamie. Yeah.
1: It's dusty in Oh, Yay. Love, yeah. I love bravery.
2: Well, bravery or stupidity, I think that you know goes both ways. I so Heather, you I was you posted Dusty. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. Oh my goodness. No. I was just and I'm not even crying about what I'm gonna say. <laughs> no, I was so it just made me think a bit about where we are and what the heck. Um, no, one thing I've been talking to my kids a lot about, and I think it really relates to, like, everything you were saying and everything, where, like, where we are in general, is grace. Like, being able to extend grace to yourself, to others, and, um, And even just in the sense that, like, talking about that space where you are, where, and I think it's really common when you first start running that you are really motivated. It's like this weird source of energy that you're like, wow, I don't even know where this came from. Mm. And it's like, it almost feels like that it is finite, too. And so I feel like I've come to that place where that motivation, I just can't find it. So, allowing myself to have some grace in terms of coming to peace with it's just not where I am anymore, but also understanding like that feeling of like competitiveness, sort of like keeping up yeah. that I just don't need to do that anymore. Yeah. And that doesn't mean like I don't need to move or I don't find joy in it, but it's just different. So, that's all. Thank you
1: Thank you Thank you Jules We talk about that a lot don't we About like finding your why And what's like my why today It's different from what it was And again after school special Oh sorry But it's so true I think just as we go through life Of realizing like I am not the runner I was five years ago I'm not maybe even The wife or parent I feel like I may have been Mm -hmm. Last week right and just being able to give yourself that moment of like, I'm, I'm, I'm okay, I'm, okay, I'm I'm gonna, I'm got a couple bruises and a couple bangs, but I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to move on to what's next and find out what, you know, what that means. And I think that's really important across the board, don't you? Like truly. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we talk about that quite a bit and we've talked about that in previous podcasts of like finding out like, well, Why are we, why are we doing what we're doing? Why are we switching careers? Why are we, you know, the why changes and the why changes? It's
0: almost like, you know, that, but I think when you're in the midst of it, it still stuns you. Yeah. You're still like, wait, I'm here. I, I don't think so. I didn't know. No, not me. Like I, I might read about that other people, but no, not me. Yeah. I think it's just very jarring. Yeah. And I don't know if, if anyone else I'm thinking probably, yes. I mean with a combination of COVID and just everything that it did and then I just think people are taking a reassessment of their lives and and then add on to that midlife and add on to that like a different chapter starting with your kids or with your family or with work and it just feels like a lot. Yeah. And the person that you used to be, you know, it's it doesn't feel like the
1: same but And we've we've talked about like comparison is like the thief. Comparison is I just know. the thief of all things like joyful and good. Yeah. And we do that to ourselves. And I think it's just like a normal thing, but I know I do it to myself weekly. Yeah. Uh, and you need to like pull yourself out, like be like That's why I like that word grace that you used. Yeah. I think that's a really,
0: really good word to use. You know, we say, we say that we'll show grace to others.
1: What but to ourselves. To ourselves. Yeah. Why is that yeah. so hard? Right. Um and we don't have to, like, get a special, like, sign-up thing for it. Like, it's not like I got to, like, enter and do a little lottery. I get to just give myself
2: grace. Naps, y- exactly.
0: Yes. <laughs> Amen Wee. to two-hour long naps. Yes. Cheers <laughs> to the two-hour nap. Yes. And, and Jules, thank you for mentioning. She made a reference to something I wrote um, that's part of my transition is that I still have Michigan Runner Girl... Dot com. That site's still up, but I recently launched um, a different community. It's I named it "Moving Through." I thought it was um, aptly named. Um, it just kind of came to me. It felt true and right. And it's just moving through in a physical sense, but also in that more you know spiritual life sense of whatever that means to you. But just moving through this life, and um, it's on Substack, which some of you may know, some may not know, but it's um, a really great community. I encourage you to check it out. There's tons and tons of writers who are going over there, like really well-known writers too, and it's a way for you to subscribe directly to the writers that you really want to hear more from. And um, I just decided to start that, and I've been getting more personal over there, but it feels really good because I'm a writer at heart, and um, I want to have these kinds of conversations, and I, I want to connect. Um, and, and Julie, you wrote a really beautiful comment to my most recent one, and, um, and I, knowing I was going to see you this weekend, it like made it even more special. And um, So thank you for that, and um, thank you, everyone, for being here and for listening to this conversation. Yeah. Um, does anyone else want to share? I don't want to cut off anyone else who wants to... Yes, yeah.
4: So in 2016, my sister and I ran the 10K for Bayshore. I'm going to get a little choked up. I got done with that race, and I looked at her, and I said, never fucking ask me to run a race like this again. It was so humid, and if you've ever run Bayshore, you're on the peninsula, and you don't realize it, but it is a gradual incline the whole yeah. way up yeah. and then you have to come all the way back down and I'm like oh my god I was dying I so didn't want to run anymore she got really into running she has done Ragnar she has done marathons and I haven't done that it's just not our thing my thing but I've continued running with her because she's my sister and I want that connection with her yeah. so it was just we did end up running another 10k she convinced me when I went out to Belle Island we ran out there at 10k yeah. had a fabulous time We. Re- Shaped my mind a little bit about running. I enjoy it now. It's something I do because I want to now. I didn't feel like yeah. I have to do it anymore. Yeah. So that's just what I wanted to say. It is something that I really enjoy. It's because of the camaraderie with my sister and hanging out with her. Yeah, It's that connection that you make.
1: For sure. That's really yeah. special
0: to yeah. have that to have that
1: experience together.
0: Yeah. Thank you for sharing it. Is. Is.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I think, too, I think that was kind of I, along those same lines, and I so appreciate this, and we've talked about this, too. I almost felt the same way with, like, like I'm this is, this is going to be funny you're going to laugh I'm the disabled friend that's a laughing point between the two of us now and I'm okay with that but this beautiful human was such an inspiration to me she's running freaking Boston what and I couldn't keep up with her I mean I remember joining her you joined me on something or I must have joined you and I wasn't going to be able to do what she was going to do but it was about us being together mm-hmm. and we celebrated each other and along those same lines too I'm married to Mr. Competitive remember we talked about him earlier he has run b- Boston at like a what's his Boston time I don't know it's a stupid number nonetheless <laughs> it's dumb it's really dumb and now he decided he's gonna be a biker now like the nerve I- I reintroduced you to this. No, oh, this is so right. it's, it's serious, and so you know he's riding with all these. You know, and like I'm the disabled friend, and this woman, and my core group of people, and I'm sure you have these people amongst yourselves. Celebrate the hell out of you, just for getting up, because maybe like yesterday was hard, or maybe your last 10k, you were like. Mm-mm. I'm not doing this again, nope. and that is like I think that's the beauty of of movement for sure. And you've captured that with words before, <sighs> for sure. Well, you know I have to say I don't ever refer to her as that. I d- no, I, I do, do. I, and, because and, uh, we have to joke about it because it's not fun, but we joke
0: no. about it. Yeah, because yeah. and yes. she probably will never understand just how much she inspires me mm-hmm. as much as she may say I inspire her. I mean, so. That's just the the beautiful thing. When you find those friendships, you inspire each yeah. other. So
1: Yeah. I love your story. That makes me happy. Yeah. Thank you for telling us that. Yeah. Well, thank you all. Oh yes, yes.
5: Yeah. One quick thing. Yes, yeah. yeah. It, it, it made me think of it when you spoke. I think along with Grace that we need to remember that running's always gonna be there for us. Right? So I've got decades on you guys so you call me when your kids are grown and you have grandbabies okay. I, I will thank you for saying that yes. I, I would <laughs> ma- like your number uh, before uh, I leave yeah. <laughs> I saw a magnet downtown Plymouth and it said um, I'd like to be a good parent but I'll need different kids <laughs> for sure for sure yeah it's, it's, it's not me it's not me oh, Amen. Yeah. But I was at a place when my kids were little, and yeah. I ran out the front door, and I ran, and I came back to my front door. Yeah. And running was there, and I did all the races, and I did twenty races a year, and yeah. I walked. And then you know what? Then there's divorce, and then there's death, yeah. and there's aging parents, and there's injuries, and there's cancer. Yeah. And and you move, and you lose your brother, and you lose your job, and all these things happen, and you you can't run, and then you have to run, and you have to run through it, but you can't run. But you know what? Running's always there. Even if you go for a walk around the block and all you do is skip up your driveway and count it as a run. yeah, Because both feet were off the ground at once a couple times. Yeah. And Strava says it's a run. Like running, in your running community, I belong to the Grass Lake Roadrunners and I take my granddaughters overnight every Friday so I don't run with them at 8 o'clock on Saturday mornings. But I wake up and I drink coffee in my slippers and I know they're out running and if I wanted to, they'll be there for me. Yeah. Running is always going to be there. It's, it's there when you need it. It's there when you don't need it. If you've got seventh grade shoes, whatever it is, whatever you're going through, I, I remember my stretch of being a runner. Yeah. And then it has been hit and miss for decades now. I didn't do anything last year because I couldn't because I lost my job and I'm, there was family and there was things. My husband had a heart attack. I can't be like, hmm. I'm going to a run. I hope you feel better. Do you want like a popsicle before I go run? Right? Good luck. Right. So it's peaks <laughs> and valleys. Back. And the older you get, I'm sorry, but it seems like the older you get, there's more transitions and more demands on time and more ability and inability and injuries and illnesses yes. and aging parents. And it, it just seems to get harder. But running is always there for you. And God bless you if you have a running community or a, a running sister, or somebody that's always there for you. But running will always be there for you when you're ready. Just walk out the door. So now we
3: want to know how old you are. <laughs> you did use the word decades. Yeah.
4: How many? Decades? No, I'm sorry. Well, you how, know old shit,
3: but... how old She's am I? She's
5: 29. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm 57.
0: Oh, Lori, thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you. This is Lori's very first uh, retreat, and um, she's part of this group, though, that has come many, many years, and they recruited her, and we're so happy that they did. Thanks for being here, Lori. Yes. I feel like that was a good note to end on. Running will always be there for us, however that may look for us, and it most likely will not look like it did, you know, however we defined running when we first started running. And that is okay. That's okay. It is more than okay. We're okay. We're everything okay. okay. I know how we want to end. Can we show your shirt? Oh my gosh, you guys. Okay, first of all, I don't. We didn't plan this. No. But how this just ended, I think is
1: perfect. I am a a scroller. I am a scroller for like forty minutes. I legitimately have a timer on my phone every night. Once I announce it, nobody asks me for anything else. Uh, and I usually try to check in with life. And you're people. saying that you're an Instagram buyer, impulse buyer. Stupid Instagram! Like, and then you load your credit card in one time, and all you got to do is just click, and then you poof, you have a package. So, okay, hold this. So, well, so my my kids, because you try to be a good parent, even though really you could use just different kids, you'd be a much better parent. Mm-hmm. I was trying to with an olive leaf with the teenagers. They had exams this last year, so I could put together a little goodie bag and it's like you know I'm being nice. Here's my olive branch even though it kind of worked a little bit. Uh, but this shirt. And so I found this company and it's women led. Uh, and I'll, I'll I'll tell Heather about it yeah, in case she want to look at it shirt. because it's super cute. It has um, one of the shirts said uh, Stevie Nicks is my godmother. So that's what type of place this is, and it's women run, and it's great. And we talk about this all the time because um, I'm a little bit of a lunatic some days, but I'm really a really good person a lot, a lot of time too. So I bought this shirt.
0: It's okay, it's okay. Not, to be okay. not to be okay. I saw her with that shirt, and I'm like, I need that shirt. I love that shirt.
1: You must Thank, thank you. you.
0: Thank you, Cassie. I love Thanks you. for letting me be here, guys. That's fun. I'm so glad yeah. you crashed yeah. this party, and you're welcome here anytime. Thanks. Ever. Maybe I'll get you to come up the whole weekend next sure. year. Sure. Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. Well, thank you again so thank much. You thank you for sharing the stories, too. That really means uh, so much, I know, uh, for both of us and for all of us. So thank you.